0: Well, um, it's great to be together again, isn't it? Yeah. It's, so gra- it's so good that we can share the Word of God together and encourage each other yes. and challenge one another in the things of God. So if you've been with us, um, if you've been here for the last um, two or three weeks, I've, I've been doing like a little mini-series. Really? Yeah. So it, it, the first a couple of weeks ago, I uh, did something called... The title of the word was Be Open. And we looked at Matthew chapter 5 and verses 13 to 16. And we talked about how we should keep our lives open. Keep open house was, is, is a word, a phrase that is said in the message version, actually. Keep open house. I talked about being open with our lives. That we are to shine our light, not hide our light. And... If you know this passage, it's, it's talk, Jesus talks about us being the salt and the light, and that we're not to hide our light under a basket, but instead we're to put it on a stand and let it shine for all. Mm. So we talked about not hiding the light. We, t- um, we talked about not shutting the world out. Yes. And that you know, we, are, we, we have the light of God within us. And it's, it's almost like we don't have a switch to turn it on and off. We have the life of the world in us, and that's it but we sometimes choose to hide it and, and, and behind closed doors and shut out the world. But Jesus says, don't do that. Be open, be generous with your life Um, be open to others. Don't keep the truth to yourself. Remember, I talked about the fact that somebody told you the truth at one point. And because of that, you gave your life to Jesus. You became a believer. You became a follower. And so the challenge went out. Don't, Be closed, but be open to others as well. You know, um, I mentioned that quite often when we become a Christian, give our lives to Jesus first of all, we then say, go and tell somebody. And we do. And then sometimes that's it. That's the only person we've told. But Jesus says, no, we need to keep on doing that. We need to keep on. Don't give up. Sometimes we tell others and people don't want to know. Don't worry. Keep on going. Keep on shining your light. Be open. So that was what we looked at about that. And we talked about being open to the teaching of God. Jesus mentions that in Mark chapter four twenty five. To those who are open to my teaching, more understanding will be given. And we talked about um, your relationship with Scripture and, and the Bible. How, how is that relationship? Be open to, to the teaching. And then last week we talked to, about my title of my sermon was Be Free. So be open, be free. And I spoke from one of my favorite passages in Galatians chapter 5. And the fact that Christ has really set us free. Yeah. He really has set us free. And, and that this letter was written by Paul to the Galatians because there was some erroneous teaching going around by the, the Jewish uh, leaders there that you needed to... That That you needed to do something more than just give your life to Jesus. That you needed to be circumcised. And so the law was creeping back in. But Paul says, well, if if you think that you need to be circumcised, then you need to do all the other things as well. And so um, Paul says, listen, Christ has really set you free. But then he says, make sure you stay free. And that's why I called it Be Free. Come on, let's be free. Christ has set us free and this wonderful truth, you know, Jesus says that the truth has set us free, that you are, we are no longer slaves to the law, no longer slaves to sin, but we are sons and daughters of the living God. We, we sang it today. That is who we are. That, that he set us free, and that we're sons and daughters. So Jesus has set us free, not to do whatever we want to, but free to love. And that's where Paul brings in that, you know, Don't misuse this freedom. Use this freedom to love others. And he talks about running the race. And I asked this really challenging question because it said in verse 7 and 8 of Galatians 5, you were getting along so well, who has interfered with you to hold you back from following the truth? And so I asked the question, what's happened in your life? What has happened to stop you talking about Jesus? So let's be free. Today, I want to talk about Be My Disciple. Be open, be free, be my disciple. And we're going to look in um, the three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And we're going to look at the same passage, actually, in in the three Gospels. And so I want to hand out these. If you remember a few years ago, we had the privilege of having Keith Warrington with us. And he, he taught us some really great skills in um, how to look at Scripture, how to research it, how to gain more understanding. So, I'm going to pass these out to you. This is a, a parallel, um, gospel parallel, of, of um, the account of Jesus calling Matthew or Levi, as we will see as we look at it. So, I'll just give a bit of time for those to go around. Have a little look at them. I know some of us here were part of that, those, those weekends when we had Keith with us. And what you'll notice when we look at parallels, that quite often some things are the same. The words are the same. But some of the writers add different things or don't have things. And so, this is a really good exercise for us to do. We all have Bibles. We all have um, access to Scripture, and it's good to put these side by side in parallel to try and understand what's going on. And we're gonna, I'm going to pick out. I'm going to pull out five things from this. This passage here, this account of um, Jesus calling Matthew, but have a have a quick look at the two of them. What things can you see that are the same? Maybe do with the person next to you. What things can you see the same? What things are different? I'm not going to spend loads of time on that, but you can take these home, do some homework. <laughs> I'm going to pull some things out and, and talk about it as we go.
1: Don't, work. don't like homework. No, don't
0: like <laughs> well, homework is good. Maybe homework's not the word, but, um, but, right. but when, we, when we look at Scripture together on a Sunday, it's so important that we go home yes, it and look at it ourselves, is really key. isn't it? Um, because uh, I talked about a couple of weeks about our relationship with Scripture. What is, what is your relationship with Scripture? Do you just, do you not read the Bible? Or do you read it out of ritual? Or do you open the Word every day and say, Jesus, what do you take? Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? I, 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 I highlight things, I ask questions. Why are you saying that, Jesus? Why did that happen? Those things, because as we do that, as Jesus said, as is, is we are open to scriptures, he said, then we gain more understanding. And so, I encourage you to have a good relationship with scripture. So, let's have a look at what were these three passages today. And what I'm going to do in these five points that I want to look at is ask this question, What is Jesus teaching us about being a disciple? Or what is Matthew teaching us about being a disciple? From what we see and from what we read. So the the first thing I want to highlight, as you will see on your sheet there, is that as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth, it says in Matthew. And these six words, follow me and be my disciple. Now, if you look at each passage, they're all the same. They say the same words, follow me and be my disciple. So let's have a look at that. What is Jesus teaching us about being a disciple with uh, these words? Follow me and be my disciple. Well, I, I think there's a couple of things that Jesus is obvious and simple. Jesus saying, we need to follow and we need to be a disciple. So let's have a look at those following disciples. Is there a difference between the two? What do you think? To follow. If you look up in the um, dictionary, and this, this, this is what it says. To follow means act in accordance with someone's rules, commands, or wishes. So, are you a follower of Jesus? Some black faces. <laughs> Martin, are you leading me into a trap here? Yeah, I am actually. So <laughs> because if you're a follower of Jesus, you will act in accordance That's right. with what Jesus says in Scripture, with his commands, with his his heart, his desires. And be obedient. If you do what you want to do, then I'm going to really provoke you and say maybe you're not a follower of Jesus. You might be a believer, but you're not a follower. So that's my first ouch, my first challenge for you today. Are you a follower? Because you see, Jesus teaches us here with these words, He says them to Matthew and he says them to us, follow me and be my disciple. So we need to follow. We also need to be his disciple. So what does disciple mean? Again, I looked up in the dictionary, you know, me and words. Disciple means someone who believes and helps to spread the doctrine of another. That's what a disciple is. So I think there is a difference between a follower and a disciple. Okay? So followers act in accordance with someone's rules, commands, or wishes. A disciple is someone who believes and helps spread that doctrine. And so, yes, let's follow Jesus. Let's be someone who believes. But if we're going to be a disciple, we need to spread the good news of who Jesus is. ...of the person that we're following. That Jesus is the son of God, that he came, he died, he rose again... ...and because of that, we can have eternal life. The gospel, the good news, the great good news that we have... ...the, the thing that changed our lives, the thing that caused us to, to, be, to repent... ...to turn around and, and to live our lives for him. As a disciple, we'll spread that good news. And so I ask you and challenge you today, are you a disciple... The three Gospels are are spot on and and all the same in that respect. There's some little differences. You'll see that Matthew describes himself as Matthew. Mark and Luke describe him as Levi. Same person. Mm -hmm. Second thing I I want to look at today is that Matthew got up and followed him. So in Matthew, it says, Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Mark says, Levi got up and followed him. Luke said, Levi got up, left everything and followed him. So you see a difference there, yeah? Did you spot that one in your quick little scanning? So, same question. But what does Matthew teach us about being a disciple here? What does he teach us? Well, he teaches us that we need to get up in order to follow, in order to be a disciple. We have to get up. We we have to do something. We we have to get up from the place that we are and follow him. But Luke adds these two words that he left everything. And so what do you need to leave in order to be a disciple of Jesus? What do you need to leave? in order to be someone who follows Jesus, who lives in accordance with what Jesus says, in order to be a disciple, in order to be someone who spreads the good news of Jesus? What do you need to leave in order to be a disciple? So can you see how how, how um, much of a benefit it is to look at the three Gospels and look at these three things in parallel? Because if we just looked at Matthew, we are just told, which is good, that Matthew got up, but Luke gives us this extra bit of information that you have to leave everything when you get up and go. Okay, third thing I want to look at today is this, is that Matthew invited Jesus to his home. If you look in Matthew, it says, later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other Disreputable, disre- disreputable sinners. I said it right, didn't I, Colin? Yeah. Disreputable. I, I know it didn't sound right. Trust
2: Colin to Yeah, thank you, Colin.
0: <laughs> Mark says, later Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests. So it's the same as, as Matthew. And then Luke adds more information again. He says, later Levi held a banquet in his home with Jesus as the guest of honor. Many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. So what do we learn about being a disciple? What does Matthew teach us about being a disciple? Well, I think what we learn here is that Jesus needs to be in our lives, our world, our home, our everything, by our invitation. We need to invite him into our lives. He needs to be centre of everything, the center of our world. Everything that we do is because we've invited Jesus into our lives and then Jesus is the center, the, the everything in our lives. Matthew, we are told, left everything. But the extra information we have in, in Luke really helps me because, first of all, it helps us because it wasn't just a dinner, uh, Luke tells us, it was a banquet, a, a huge affair, a, a banquet. And, um, and not only did Jesus, was Jesus invited, but Jesus was the guest of honour. And that helps us to understand about our lives as followers, of disciples, that Jesus needs to be the guest of honour in our lives, in our home, in our everything. Jesus needs to be centre, the guest of honour. One little thing I noticed in in doing this in parallel is that Luke says that Matthew got up and left everything, but he didn't leave his friends because it says here many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. And so that tells me that Matthew is really is getting on to this thing about being a disciple. That he spread the good news and he he he, he, he told his friends and he, he brought his friends into this world where Jesus was the, the place of honor, the guest of honor. And so yes he, he got up and he left his old way of life, his his notorious life as a as a tax collector, he left all that. He repented of that and left, but he, he still kept his friends and told them about Jesus. And I'm sure that they too became followers of Jesus because of Matthew inviting Jesus into his home. So is Jesus the guest of honor in your home, in your life? Are you a follower or are you a disciple? Next thing I want to look at is, is this. You see, so we have, the store, we have the picture. Matthew and his fellow tax collectors ha, um, are in his home. It's a big banquet, and um, Jesus is the guest of honor. And verse 11 of Matthew 9 says this, But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with such scum? And then, ah, did you notice something in Mark, actually? Just, I just noticed in Mark, in Mark, there's something in brackets on, on the last thing that we looked at. It said, you know, we talked about the, um, the sinners in the home, but Mark says there were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. Hmm. So again, what do you think that means? What, what, what do you think that means there? That, how does that help us, you know, having that information that there were um, many people of this kind among Jesus' followers? I think if you look at that, it means that Jesus spent his time with those who needed to know about him. Uh, he's, he didn't mind who he spent his time with, um, I find it interesting that it says Jesus' followers. And then we go back to what we were talking about. Are we a followers? Are we believers, followers, disciples? What are we? So, yeah. Have a think about that. Take that home and have a think. What does, how does that change? How does that help us in understanding about being a disciple? Anyway, so um, why does your teacher eat with such scum? Mark says, why does he eat with such scum? Luke says, why do you eat with and drink, it says. So we've got drinking as well. Um, with such scum. But do you notice something very small and different between those three things? You can have a look. One of my first questions, anyway, is why did the Pharisees ask the disciples about Jesus? Why didn't they just go straight to Jesus and say, why are you eating with such scum? Why did the Pharisees ask the disciples? Why does he eat with such scum? I don't know. Have a think about that. But one thing I just did notice was this, that um, Matthew and Mark say, why does he or why does Jesus eat with such scum? Luke says, Why do you? Remember, he's talking to the disciples. So they're, they're actually asking, Why do you eat with such scum? I don't have any, any significance in that, but um, it's interesting nonetheless. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Okay, Bill. <laughs> Tell me why that's important. I use a yeah.
2: I, I find the whole.
0: Dan? I find the whole.
2: Oh, sorry. I find the whole, he's, he's obviously looking at the words. He's looking at scripture. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, just to say, first of all, this morning when I was thinking about today, I felt as though we needed to uh, ask you questions about what you were going to preach. And here we are doing the very same thing that I thought. I just felt God prompted me to introduce an opportunity for questions. Um, so i 'm encouraged by what you're doing. Um, I think here, this why does your teacher uh, they're, they're talking about him they're talking about him, and then they're actually saying, "Well, well you're doing the same as him." Uh-huh. So why are you doing it? They're actually yeah. identifying something of his characteristics in the disciple. Yeah. I think that's really key. Yeah. Because they're saying, well, actually, I'm, I want to say, you know, you're, you're eating with scum. You're drinking with these people that you shouldn't be associating with. Clearly, he's rubbing off on you.
0: Yeah. So they're actually, they are actually being good followers. Yeah. And they the are truth. being disciples. Yeah. Was that the same thing you were thinking, John? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Sure. Yeah, I was just um, thinking that in Matthew they acknowledge that they're not just followers but they are being really taught Mhm. Yeah. So G he says why why does your teacher eat yeah. yeah. the that is really good, isn't it? acknowledgement yeah. the that they are being seen as a rabbi, see yeah, teacher, rather than just being yeah. another person who's teaching something that's yes. um righteous. Yeah. So sure, how does that help you in understanding about being a disciple?
3: Uh, in the sense that we are uh, always learning the always
0: being fault. Yeah. yeah. Good. It's an encouragement to us. Go on. Because we are the same we're the same people. Yeah. We're we're the same people as the disciples. Yeah. And so it's just an encouragement to us that Jesus came for us. Yeah definitely yeah what we're reading here applies to us doesn't it and so i asked myself the question and ask you the challenge are we followers or are we disciples, followers to be disciples. good followers want to be disciples yes, yeah. yeah good did you notice something in um, matthew that this time Matthew added something. I think Jesus is being a little bit, um, oh, I don't know about sarcastic, but I, I, just, I just think he's being prov- provocative. Because obviously the Pharisees are being righteous. Why does your teacher eat with such scum? Jesus heard that and says healthy people don't need a doctor, which we're, gonna, we're looking at now. Healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Incidentally, each one says the same thing. Healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. But Matthew says, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. Matthew adds that, and Mark and Luke don't. Um, it's almost like Jesus says, right back at you. You come at me saying stuff, I'm giving it back to you. Now you go and do what scripture tells I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. I might be eating with scum. Your sacrifices is not important. What is important is your mercy and your grace for these people and telling them about Jesus. Yeah, that's brilliant. So back at you, Pharisees. Yeah? yeah? So what does Jesus teach us about being a disciple with this healthy or sick? Jesus says, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick People do. I think what I pull out of that is that Jesus' mission is to those who are spiritually sick. Yeah. Um, and that we learn from that, that that should be our mission too, to those that are, that are spiritually sti- sick. Those who don't know Jesus. Those who, who, who need to give their lives to Jesus, to come to the um, understanding that Jesus is the son of God, that he died for for them, that, you know, like we say on the street, God loves you and he has a plan for you. Mm -hmm. This is the the information, this is the, the life that we are called to do. We are not called to those who are healthy. We are called to those who are sick, who need Jesus, who need to understand who Jesus is. So that's what we learned from what Jesus is saying there. And there's so many other things you could. And, but we see in the each, each one that he says the same thing. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. And then he says this. This is the fifth thing. I have come, he says, to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Mark says the same. Luke says the same. But Luke says something different at, at the end, doesn't he? What does he say? He needs to repent. Very interesting, Luke, isn't he? How he adds different details. I'm not sure. if It must be something to do with him being a doctor. Maybe he has a greater attention to detail. Or, or he, he understands that we need that sort of detail. Um, to help us understand what it means to be a follower and a disciple of Jesus. So what does Jesus teach us about being a disciple with these words? I have not come to call those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. I, one thing I pull out of that is that our focus as a follower, our focus as a disciple of Jesus are those who don't know Jesus. Not, our focus should not be those who think they're righteous, but our focus should be those who know that they are sinners and they need to repent. And so I ask myself, and I ask you that question, is that your focus? It's quiet now, isn't it? Or is all our time spent with those that are righteous or think they're righteous. What do you think? Ellen, you want to say something? <laughs> Is that a, a bit of an ouch? Or are you looking at me confused? I've got some blank faces looking at me.
1: Can I Yeah. Um, I think what stands out to me is that Jesus was socializing and eating and drinking and being with non-believers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet he was with his disciples in the capacity that they were being taught and talking about the things yeah. of God. Um, and I think there's, we can learn from that. Yeah. Um, we don't need to invite the whole of Philadelphia <coughs> to little house on a Sunday morning because this is a precious time and we and this is for believers as well this is what I believe okay um, and it's a time of encouraging and, and encourage one another praying and teaching and learning and discipling. and I know yeah. each of us can do that in our small capacities as well but then in our day-to-day mm. life we We can be this, we can be just in society, (coughs) just being and and naturally sharing Mm. um, who Jesus is to us. And so, yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and and what has has happened is that we have made this time together the only, or not even sometimes, the time to um, talk and invite people who don't know Jesus. When, yes, I agree with you, Kirsty, yes, that can happen here, we can have that, but the main focus maybe of our time together gathered is, is to encourage, to challenge, to learn. But, but in our day-to-day, where Jesus is the center of our lives, when we shine the light, when we're open, when we're free, is when we should be true followers and disciples and, be the, and share in the love of Jesus with those that we know, with strangers, with people. And that our focus, Jesus, teaches here, here as a follower and disciple of Jesus, are those who don't know Jesus yet. Do you want to say something, Dan? <laughs> Good teacher. Amazing. So what um, what do you learn from that about being a disciple? It's like, how, how, can I, how can I engage people
3: in such a way that I remove those obstacles and preconceptions
0: um, to what uh, an encounter with God looks like? And it's good that that you're thinking that way, because that means our focus is is changing from those that are just righteous, but our focus is changing to those who need to know Jesus. So it's good to to examine those things and try and understand those things so that our lives change in as much that Jesus gets back as the center of everything in our lives and that because of that, because of the light, because of the, the, the fact that we're salt and light, that when we are with anybody, that we talk about Jesus, that we say, look, this is, this is what happened in my life. This is my story. I want to tell you about him. He's, he's amazing. He loves you. And he's got a plan for your life. And he's, he's come into my life. And this is what's happened because of it. Josh. Josh. Yeah. Whereas before they became followers of Jesus, mm-hmm. maybe they
3: were scum to the Pharisees. Yeah. And, and so, in that short space of time, there must have been
0: a change in those disciples. Yeah. So that they, yeah. The, the Pharisees saw
3: them as, as true disciples.
0: Wow. And,
3: and yeah.
0: So that again reinforces us about this difference between followers and disciples. That, do you think?
1: I think Martin mm. I think it's really interesting that in the narrative we see that um, a lot of the, you know, the, the, sorry, I've forgotten what it said, the the, um, uh, the unbelievers are mm. following. His friends yes. were following. Yeah. Yeah, his friends yeah. were following. Yeah. And I think that's quite remarkable because I think that's what should happen. With our lives, our lives should make such a difference that people choose to follow. Mm. Because they want something, they see something, they don't quite understand it. But they're seeing, in my experience over the years, many people have said at some point, what is it about you? Mm. And I think that only thing I can answer is that I'm following a Jesus that mm. teaches me the things that I should be and do. Yeah. And I become more like him. Yeah. Therefore, that causes others to follow because I'm being salt and light. And I think this is a fantastic thing you're doing this morning because I feel really concerned that as church, we've got it a little bit wrong at the minute Uh because I I have been so overwhelmed lately of what we do when we leave here because how many of us do the things that you're stirring us to consider. You know, how welcoming are we? That Jesus would, you know, we would invite people mm. into our home, and mm. Jesus would be the one we honour. Yeah. You know, because we're inviting people in, we're enjoying food together, and all the time we're teaching with our life mm. something of the love of God. And and for me, I think we as a group of people need to wake, wake your eyes and shine. Mm. That we uh, this on Sunday is for us to grow together, yep. to grow as family together. I think even us as church forget the importance of this coming together and that we do it once a month or every other week. Personally, for me, I want to be here every week if I can be here because it's where I meet with like-minded people that encourage me and love me. Mm -hmm. This is my family, (coughs) but sometimes I think we, the family, we forget that. And this is where we get inspired, like you're doing today, to go and be what Mm. we're called to be Mm -hmm. as followers of Jesus, that others will follow. Then eventually they will come into the family of God because they so much love what you're about, they'll come. And that's how this is transformed. And I think one other thing, and I don't know really if this is going off, I don't want to go off the thing, but I think for so many of us, we get caught up in... Life things that become the center, mm-hmm. and we forget Jesus is mm-hmm. the center of everything about life. Yeah, um, and I think the way we irritate the Pharisee is by being more like Jesus. Yeah,
0: and I think what you're saying there is not off track because it. I was going to ask you the question, you've answered it. So, what do, what do we do when we obviously, what from, from you're saying. You, Jesus is the center of your life. You want to tell others about Jesus. You do tell others about Jesus. But I know there are so many of us here who don't do that, who, who maybe Jesus isn't the center of our lives, that, that Jesus, yeah, okay, I'm a believer. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And that might be just where you are. Or you may not be a believer today. You may not know Jesus. And I want in, I'll invite you to know Jesus later. Um, or you, you might have moved on from this being a believer to being a follower Um, but, but even that, that's a real challenge because a follower is someone who lives in accordance with what Jesus says. And so I don't feel like you're going off track because what do I'm asking the question then, what do we do then if we have found that Jesus is no longer the center of our lives Uh, or even that from today we recognize the fact, hang on a minute. No, Jesus isn't the center of my life. I don't make my decisions because of Jesus. I make my decisions because of this. Or, or maybe I make my decisions out of fear. Or um, make my decisions out of what's in it for me. When, when Jesus should be the center of our lives and we invite him in. And everything that we do is because of Jesus. Because of his love for us and our love for him. And so the challenge and the provocation that I bring today is that, is Jesus the center of your life? Is your focus those who don't know Jesus? Or is your focus something else? Because if your focus is something else, then the challenge goes out again. Are you a follower or a disciple? Which one? Who are you? And so... I want us all to be followers. I want us all to be disciples because that's who God calls us us to be. He he gives us this wonderful, wonderful privilege to be co-workers with him in sharing the good news of his love and of his power. We have this life-transforming message. We have this life-transforming story, this light within us. That if we just keep it to ourselves, we are like I said a couple of weeks ago. We are not open. We are, we are hiding that light. When the world needs to see that light. We need to shine that light. We need to be free because of the Holy Spirit living in us and being led by the Holy Spirit. And we need to be disciples. So be open, be free, be my disciples. Jesus invites us to be his follower And he invites us to be his disciple. We need to respond to that invitation. That's what we learn. That's what I learned from this short passage about the calling of Matthew. That we need to respond to that invitation and get up. We need to invite Jesus back into our world. Back into the center of our lives. And join him on the mission to those who are spiritually sick. To join him on the mission to those who don't know Jesus yet. And spread that good news. And so... This simple exercise can help us and lead us into a greater understanding and a greater knowledge of him, of who we are and what we're about and what he wants us to do. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. So stand, shall we? I want to stand. I want to pray. (laughs) Father, we thank you that... You love us so much that you sent Jesus, your only son, to die for us. To take on all the sin of this world. And Lord, we thank you that we can come to you in forgiveness and ask for forgiveness. And you promise us that because of you, because of believing in you and following you, we have this new life. And so today, I pray, Lord, that we would bring a a new focus in our lives, that we uh, would examine our lives, that we would no longer be just doing things, but that we will be open, that we will be free, that we will be your disciple, and that we will realign our lives to make you the center of it all. And so that challenge is out, and I know that you give us the Holy Spirit to help us do that the the same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive in me so I know we can do it and so we thank you for that Jesus thank you for your power, thank you for your spirit thank you for your love for me and so uh, as we are just stirred in the presence of God, I want to say I I said I want to, if you don't know Jesus today, I want to invite you to come and know him and so Is there anybody here today who would like to know Jesus? Who would like to give their lives to Jesus? If there is, I want you to just say this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my life. The simple words. It's, It's the start of a journey. And if you've prayed that today, I want to pray with you more and talk to you more about what it means to be a follower, to be a disciple. And so... If that's you today, come and see me afterwards because I'd love to talk to you more about that. Lord, we love you. And I pray in these times when we do gather together that we are encouraged, that we are challenged, that we worship you together and raise a banner over this place and over this town that you are Lord, that Jesus, you are Lord of Chenechli. And Lord, I pray that the places where we go, the places where we work, the places that we are, that we would be that light, we would be that salt, that we would spread the good news of your goodness and of your love and of your salvation. And so we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.